0: chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You're in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. I
1: have an old preacher when he's about to preach, he says, I come to you with Jesus' joy. So let me say it. This is Pastor Fred Digby coming to you with Jesus' joy. Let us pray. What a good God you are, the God who loves us so much, that you give so much for us, including your best, even Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to read and share your word. May it touch us, correct us, heal us, and help us to live for you. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been reading Paul's book to his son, Timothy, chapter 1 and chapter 2. Today, we'll be talking about the dangers of the last days. And I'm reading from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 9. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. be puffed up with pride. They love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janice and Jambres oppose Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are just as Janice and Jambres. The Lord bless the reading and the expansion of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, there's something amazing about the Bible. That's what makes it possible for us to believe that it is the word of God. How somebody 2,000 years ago can cause you to read a book, a 2,000-year-old book, and think you are living today. Because it is as fresh as what is happening all around the world. And it is only God, God himself, who could have written this. Because history is his story. He has the long view. Paul is sitting in prison. He's about to die. He has a young son in the faith called Timothy who is pastoring a church, having very difficult times. And Paul is not wasting his time in prison crying, but asking God to teach him how he can teach Timothy and help him to know how to be a faithful minister. And God gives him the spirit of prophecy, a long prophecy to foretell what is going to happen in the world and particularly tell Timothy what to do. Let me tell you what he tells him to do. (laughs) Two things, he says, stay away from people like that. So in this passage, we find Paul telling Timothy, the dangers of the last days. Technically, the last days just means when Jesus came and he left and went to heaven. He left. Then we expect him to come again, the second coming. So the days after his first coming and the second coming are called the last days. So the last days continue and it appears that we are getting nearer and nearer and the prophecies are being fulfilled with so much rapidity that we can only say, Lord, come soon. Lord, help us to live for you. In this particular passage, when it tells us the marks of the days in which we live, it is remarkable. The passage discloses and discusses the godless times we live in and what some of the features will be. It is so long that I will try to go over some of the list. So if you have your Bible, just keep it open. This is a Bible study. And you will see there are three main things we will learn from this first one. Say the last days, he says, there will be dangerous times. But there will be three marks. The first mark will be there will be a godless world from verse 2 to verse 9. Then there will be a powerless religion, verse 5. The third mark, will be a corrupt ministry. So let's take the first one, dangerous times. He just says it will be dangerous times. What makes it dangerous is that there will be difficult and troubling times, uneasy times. It will be so confusing that we don't even know what to do. You wake up today and you think today is the end because something bad has happened. Tomorrow you get up and something worse than what happened yesterday has happened. And be assured that that will not be the end of it. There will be more. That will be coming. So in verses 2 to 4, we see the first mark that there will be a godless world. We'll have just a godless world. So the first mark of the last days will be a godless world. The Old Testament was characterized by people who knew that there was a God. And even up to the time of disobeying God in Malachi, People still knew that there was God. But in our age, particularly the age in which we live, 21st century, people are doing whatever they can do to push away God. What are some of the signs that we live in dangerous times because it's a godless world? When I say it's a godless world, when the Bible says it's a godless world, it means people just do not want to work with God's standard. For instance, if you take the Ten Commandments to be God's standard to the world, or if you take the Beatitudes to be God's standard to the world, people don't want to hear about these things again. So why why are you going to quote some old book? Why do you quote some old religious book? Let's just live the way we want to live. That makes it a dangerous world because it's a godless world. They don't want any God to be over them. The God they want is rather they themselves being their own God. So it gives some of the characteristics. Now, this is a mirror. Friends, we live in this world and we are part of this world. We are flesh. We have brain. We have mouth. You can think. You can hear. So watch it. Whether these traits are not in you and I as well, and if they are, then ours is to repent and ask that our lives will be filled with God's glory, with God's goodness, that so we will not fall into the trap deceiving ourselves. And if you know anybody, you pray for them because Sometimes when people are in some danger, they don't even realize it. They grew up in an environment that is hostile and they think what they are doing is right. But the Bible says it to be a perilous time, a godless world. Can you see it in somebody? Can you see it in yourself? And can you help them come out? That is the import of what Paul was telling Timothy. He wasn't telling him to accept it. He was telling him to, to know it so that he would do something about it. So when you have somebody who has a toothache or he's limping or he has red eyes or he's, he's sniffing, you can tell the person that he's sick and show the person how they can get healed or they are malnourished, what they can do to get well. So let's take some of the characteristics. People will be lovers of their own selves. Philatos is the Greek word. It, 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 when they say people should love themselves, let's not misunderstand. The Bible clearly says Love your neighbor as yourself. So there's a self-love that is good. If you don't love yourself, you may not be able to love others. That can be discussed later on. But when he's talking about lovers of themselves, the Bible is talking about selfishness or self-centeredness. That is, people will just focus on their own pleasure and the flesh instead of God and other people. If it feels good, I'll do it. I don't care. If there's a God, he says something. Who is this God? He cannot tell me what to do. Who is this Jesus? Who is this pastor? Who is this book? Nobody can tell me what to do. Or some would even focus on themselves instead of their husband, their wife, their parent, their children. No. I just want to feel good. I remember a lady who had a child and she said, I am not going to feed this child no matter what they say. I'm not going to give this child any breast milk. I don't want this child to spoil my figure. I don't want it. I mean, I'll feed a bottle. (laughs) She said, what? I will not, I just want to keep my figure. I have only one child. Well, that was her choice. Does she love herself more than her baby, I can not tell. But these are the type of attitudes where people say, no, I'll just take care of myself. They put their own will before the will of anybody. They seek their own desire without considering that of others. They go after what makes them happy, not what makes other people happy. Self-love sets one up like a god that needs to be worshipped, taking pleasure only in themselves. You see, the last days, that will be what people will be like. Secondly, they will be covetous, mean lovers of money and possessions. It is good to have food, shelter, and clothing, we are told, but those who are covetous, they want more and more and more, and they want it to be bigger and bigger and bigger, better and better and better more money, in more banks. They want the best of the neighborhoods. They want the best seashore, best possession, jewelry, clothing, antiques, vehicles, travel, see everything, properties, stocks, money, controlling everything. Men who just love money and what money can buy and allow them to do. And even in their funerals, you see it. Even in their grave, you see it. In the clothes they wear, they will see it. They want more. And so people will live competing with the Joneses or the Quabinets. One man has done it, so another one will do it. That's how they live in this world. People will become covetous the last days. And so whatever they will do, they will do it. Their eyes and hearts will be focused upon money instead of God. They will indulge and hoard instead of meeting the desperate need of the world. These are the signs of the last days. And the Bible says, watch it. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, it says clearly, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some have coveted after, and they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many, many sorrows. So it's not talking about just having the basics, but people who love and they are covetous. What somebody has, they have the pleasure, the desire, and they'll do everything to get more of that. Then he talks about people who be boasters. They will brag. They brag about anything. They, the world is full of boosters and braggarts Teachers who pretend to be wise. Politicians who pretend to know the answer. People who have religious knowledge and power and pastors who pretend to have revelation and their gifts and have more spiritual insight than others. They have answers for everything. People who appear on radio and TV and anything you ask them, they have, they know, they've seen it. That's the world in which we live and you'll get people following them. Then it goes on. There will be people who be blasphemous. The word means somebody who slanders, who insults, who rails, who curses. Now blasphemy, some say it's a religious language. Blasphemy is usually thought to be against God. But it can also be against human beings because human beings are made in the image of God. So what does the blasphemers do? You see, blasphemers are people who normally like throwing insults and cursing against God and against people. Practically, you see these days on radio and TV, particularly those who call in and those who are on social media, there's no body who is sacred in our society. No respect for anybody. They can insult anybody, any day. Oh, if you, it's even God, if they can get God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, they will insult. A man of God, a woman of God, an elderly person, an adult, a teacher, you just name it. And some of the words they use are unprintable. At least, I'm a bit old, it didn't used to be like that. So people have now become more daring, and we just wonder what type of world is this? Remember, it is said that these are signs of the last days. And if we do not take time, we would also be sucked into it. So what do you have to do? Why is there so much cursing today? Because there's a lot of respect for both self and others. People just don't care. Because they themselves are dissatisfied. They themselves are disillusioned. Their hearts are empty. And so they are blaming and blaming everybody. And they have no respect for God. They have no respect for human beings. Take time. Don't let that be your portion. Because they are doing it that you also want to do it. Another characteristic is that they'll be disobedient to parents. Refusing to do what their parents want them to do. They will not even listen to the advice. They will not even care about it. They will not even respect their parents. Showing disrespect. And the easiest way to do that is for some of us, particularly those who think they are so religious, to hear some prophet or pastor telling you, your mother or your father, your grandmother or somebody is a witch or wizard. Then you write them off. You see? Those who gave birth to you and loved you and cared for you nine months, you you just throw them away. Hmm. Well, I have news for you. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord has given you. That's Exodus 20, verse 12. If you are being disobedient to your parents, dishonoring them, and you are doing it, and you are happy with it, check yourself. Is it the spirit of the last days? And some of you may think that you are doing the right thing. But it goes on to say, It is because of the next one. People will be unthankful. That is, they have no sense of gratitude or appreciation for what they have received. Not giving thanks to God or to human beings. Many people feel that the world and the society owes them whatever they have. If they went to school, fine. I went to school. I didn't ask you to give birth to me. They are unthankful. They, They just don't feel that they ought to say thank you. Everything must be around them. And so they have this mentality that the world owes them everything. They call it a new name. That is entitlement mentality. We are entitled to it. To say thank you, or please, or I need this, help me. No. They demand and demand and demand. And when they get it, all they want is more and more and more. Lack of appreciation. The list goes on, and there are so many of them. Let me just hit a few of them more. People will be without natural affection. That's abnormal affection and love. You see, these are human beings. Human beings are supposed to have affection, natural affection. They are supposed to have love. By saying people will have a characteristic. They will be without natural affection. That's a lack of feeling for others or the abuse of normal affection. What does that mean? They'll be set on doing things their own way so that their self-centered life, their self-centered nature, their self-centered behavior is what pleases them is that's what they will do. So, what does that mean? There'll be little affection for normal and natural things. People will tend to abnormal and unnatural relationships and behavior to pleasures and sex. Oh, well, I've heard and I believe it that in some of these advanced countries, and it's even coming to our parts of the world, there are people who can now have sex with toys, with robots, and all kinds of things. They've gone beyond the bad things of pornography. Now they have all these sex toys that takes care of them. The people who have married or they have relationship with animals, showing unnatural affection to all of these things. And they are so proud that they want to exhibit it everywhere. This unnatural affection, they have very little affection for home. Home will be nothing more than a place where they change their clothes, they just come and go. They don't care about home. People are moving from place to place. They live on ships, they live on boats. They don't care about what is home. Oh, don't worry about that. Little affection for friends. They live. You, you, see, you see people who are next door neighbors who don't know each other. You see people sitting in the crowd I attended a funeral recently and I was pleasantly surprised and sad. People were sitting in the same room and almost everybody there were all looking at our screens. Nobody wanted to talk to each other. Sending messages here and there, people sat in that room. They didn't even see who was sitting next to them. They were attached to their screen. What a world is this? Little affection for God, little affection for people, little affection for anything. And we call it, these are the days we live in. Paul is telling Timothy, and I'm telling you, when things happen like this, beware. Beware and teach your people so that they would not fall into this. It goes on, the list goes on. People will be truth breakers. You can read that for yourself, as I keep saying. Uh, we can never finish saying what the Bible is saying. See, people will be despisers of those who are good. That is, if you do good, they will despise you. People who speak up for what is right, people who call you names that you are you are too known, you are a griffy. If you take a stand on what is right, they will say, no, you are a traitor. If you want to be a good person, they will say you are a bad person. All of these things happen because, second thing, the, 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 the church religion, religion will be a powerless religion. If you take chapter 3, verse 5, he says, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. So, the first is the characteristics of the people. But, second, with a powerless religion, there will be religion in those days, just like today. There will be churches, temples, worship centers everywhere. People will claim to be godly, but godliness will be everywhere. Their worship will only be in a form, only outward profession, but they deny the power thereof. What does it mean? Oh, they'll say they are Christians. They profess, they know God, they know Christ, they have been baptized, they have Christian names. These days don't need to be called John, Paul, or Rebecca, any Bible name to be a Christian. It can be Kofi or Amma or Nana and a Christian. Fine. So you profess to know Christ, to be baptized, attend worship services, you participate in the ceremonies and rituals and you have some things, sometimes you talk to God, but denying the power thereof. What does it mean that they will deny the power of God? What is the power of God? It is the power that delivers men and women from the bondage of sin, of death and hell, all through Jesus Christ. It is the power that transforms you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Is the power that fills you to be full of the anointing, to have the gifts of the Spirit, to have the gifts of healing and miracle and teaching and deliverance and do all those things and use it to the glory of God. It is the power that takes away your bad parts and fills you with the Spirit that gives the fruit of the Spirit that gives you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control that you're able to control yourself. You see, it is the power that helps you to distinguish the right from the wrong and the power to choose the right thing. You see, that is the power. But in the last days, people have a form of religion. Yes, they will say they are religious. They are this and that, but they will deny the power of God. Because they, they, they don't avail themselves. They come for the show. They come to church. They praise. They worship. They sing songs. They don't let the word sink in them. The old song is still true. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus to trust and obey they hear they do not intend to obey so another popular example you say you have malaria so the doctor has written a prescription for you the pharmacist has written a prescription for you take it and your malaria will be gone so you hear it you don't take it it's like you coming to christ that receive him as your lord and savior he can transform you so you pray that prayer you go and say read your word pray every day pray fast witness and you don't do any of those things, what will happen? You have the form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. That will be what the last days will look like. And he's saying, Timothy, don't be like that. Teach them. The point is that in the last day there will be powerless religion, a religion of form, ritual ceremony. There, those who are religious, they will deny the power of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. They will deny that Jesus can save men from perishing they will tell you that, no, God is too kind. He will not send anybody to hell. They will tell all these things are old, old stuff. And as for religion, it's just a nice thing to do. It's good to believe in a God and pray to him and he will help you. It's a formula. Even tithe, when you give it, it's good to give to people. God will pay you back. It's just a formula. They have all kinds of things that they say. Or someone say, oh, don't even mind about the church. Don't even have anything to do with church. God will save you. God is kind anyway. So, They have a form of godliness, but deny thereof. I hope you are not one of them. If you are, I tell you, change your mind. But there's a third one. That is the sign of the last days, the corrupt ministry. The ministry and the ministers who are corrupt. When he goes through it, he said, For among them, there are those who creep into household and capture the weak. And he mentions Janes and Jambres. He mentions them two times. Who are these? It is believed that they were the magicians in the time of Moses. Whatever God was doing through Moses, these magicians around Pharaoh, they were able to duplicate and duplicate some of those things until they got Pharaoh confused and the people confused. The people hardened their heart. Paul is telling Timothy, and for you and I today to also know, that the third mark of the last days will be that there will be corrupt ministries and there will be corrupt ministers. Three things that they will do to show you that they are corrupt, corrupt ministers. First, the corrupt ministers, they will lead gullible people astray. You see, there are people when they go to church, they don't think again. They believe everything. They believe the man of God. They believe the woman of God. So they give you some water to drink, you will drink it, stand up, you do this, do this, you do that. It's always good to do things in the name of God. <laughs> but he said, he said, there are people who do certain things and they are not right. They are not thinking. Say, in thinking, be men. In understanding, be men. But let the spirit convince you. But these people, they just take advantage of people, they are smooth talkers. The corrupt minister. Six people who follow them, they'll collect their money and cheat them. They have a form that is so slick that people just follow them until they lead them astray. The corrupt ministers, they resist the truth. That's the second characteristic. Why? Because their own minds are corrupted. They started the church for a certain reason. They do not believe in God. They may even have bought juju to use to do what they want to do. And that's why they will not listen to you. But the corrupt ministers, is the third thing, that they will be exposed. In the end, all false teachers and their teaching will be tracked down and exposed. God will catch every one of them. And they will not lead the people of God astray forever. Because Christ himself will stop them. Friends, this is what Paul is telling Timothy. That these are the last days. And in these last days, terrible things will happen. Three things that you ought to take note of that we try to share today. Those three things are still very relevant today. One, the characteristics of the world will be people who live in a godless world. Number two, there's a powerless religion. Number three, there'll be a corrupt ministry. I tell you, you can make a difference by giving your own personal life to Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Lord come and live in my heart and let me live for you. If I have any of these signs in me, Lord, I give it up today. But let me tell you also, if you've never made that decision for Jesus, today can be your day of salvation. Say, Lord, I give my life to you. Let me walk with you in holiness in these last days, that when you come, I'll be made ready for you. God bless you this and every day. Amen.
0: You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Dagby. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Big's Restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamain campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamain Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024 369 0485 or 0302 231. Eight five four or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200 181680. God bless you.